0: We're all rock and rollers here. You look like half a butt puppet. Do
1: you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? Don't talk to me about rock and roll. I'm not there in the clubs and on the streets and I'm living it.
0: I am rock and roll. We would simply like to say thank you and welcome you to
1: FUERCAST.
2: Hello everyone, and welcome to Fewer Cast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast, dedicated to all the latest news and conversations from the last week in entertainment and film. As always, I'm Ed, and with me are the usual suspects, Jocelyn. Hey guys. Andrew. Greetings
3: and salutations. Justin. Hey now.
2: And Corey. Hey, I'm awake. That's right. How goes it, everybody?
4: Good. Very well. Uh, yeah? Doing good. Good.
2: Yeah, can't complain myself, so... Alright, before we jump into things, and we've got a really good show for everyone this week, I want to remind you guys that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, for all the latest news and announcements that pertain to our two main shows, all links in the episode notes, and quick note on our YouTube, I'm aware it hasn't been updated in a couple months, my bad, I'm working on that, so... My main goal is that every day we'll have uh, a certain clip to upload at a certain time. So yeah, more on that soon though. Uh, In the meantime, ratings and reviews really help us out. So please let us know how we're doing. Spread the word, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening that lets you do such a thing, please do so. Every opinion counts. You can also support the show by buying some merch, superb quality items in a variety of various designs, you name it, there's a good chance we've got it. You can find the direct link in our episode notice to the store. Hint, it's below the direct link for all the socials. Alright listeners, we've got a really great show, like I said, prepared for you guys this week. If you're a first time listener, then welcome. We've got a bunch of news to talk about, a couple conversations to be had a few new trailers to talk about, and then I'm going to bring up all the announcements and new releases in the world of physical media before we give our personal recommendations. So in the meantime, it's time to tighten that grip and bring on the drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. All right, so I was on Twitter earlier, and uh, the conversation of Brendan Fraser came up. So I, I had posted... When did I post this? Um, a few days ago. Uh, it's actually gotten a lot of likes. It's actually been the most well-received post that I've actually ever done on our Twitter account. With the whale having its premiere in Venice, I think it's appropriate to make this a Brendan Fraser appreciation post. So happy to see this man making his grand comeback, one of the most underappreciated actors in the industry. Remember that. Underappreciated. is what I said. 100% emoji. So, and I had some p- pictures of him from his career throughout uh, Encino Man, Bedazzled, um, Crash, and then a photo from his new film, The Whale, from Darren Aronofsky. And, you know, the typical response is I got like, a bunch of replies, you know, praising it, agreeing, some, some gifts and whatnot. But then I scroll down, and a couple of days ago, I noticed that I get a response from this. Twitter handle Cap Corgi, and he said he wasn't underappreciated he was blacklisted by Hollywood after telling the truth about being the victim of a sexual assault big difference so I replied never heard that before but definitely not going to downplay anything or accuse you of making up stories whatever the case his talents are finally being recognized again by more people both old and new this is a good thing regardless of the circumstances and apparently, that just set some people off. Um, someone else replied, uh, "Oh, it's a pretty well-known and documented thing. Not a weird conspiracy theory. It's a well—it's—it's it's a whole thing." And then Cab Corgi responded, "I feel like a Twitter devoted to all things film could do the cursory Google search necessary to figure this out. It's indeed well documented." So I said in response to everything, "I said I don't know." I just honestly never knew. He started slowly to he started to slowly fade out in the early alts, and I was in my late teens, early twenties at the time, not really paying attention to film related stuff like I do today. I was ignorant. I'll be the first to admit it. So I owned it, and and you know, basically responded, no sweat. Definitely worth looking up. So I owe it to Cap Gorgie, and I even responded saying I'm gonna bring it up on our show, acknowledge it, and have a discussion. So with this Brendan Fraser Renaissance happening, because as we know, or maybe you have, you maybe you're under a rock and haven't heard his big uh, film, his grand comeback, Darren Aronofsky's *The Whale*, a film where he plays like a six hundred pound ma- a six hundred pound man. Um, uh, what is it? Um, what's the girl from *Stranger Things* plays his daughter, um, Sadie Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, it's definitely piqued my interest. And apparently, at Venice, at the red premiere, he got a six-minute standing ovation that brought him the tears. Which I fucking love this man. And I love seeing this comeback. I'm I'm all aboard. I'm all in on this grand Brendan Fraser comeback. I've always been a fan of his. You know, he's definitely someone who's been in my life. You know, as far back as I've been really watching movies. I watched Encino Man a lot when I was a kid, not going to lie. So, yeah, definitely happy to see him um, get recognized again. Like I said, everything I said, I still stand by him in my post. And But, yeah, this also, bringing this back to uh, what had happened, I, I did my homework and... Apparently, you know, and this did happen. So it, it, it happened back in 2003. Yeah. He, Go on. It.
3: So, yes, this this is pretty well documented. I'm surprised you've never heard of this. Um,
2: Again, I mean, my own he, ignorance. He had
3: a fall off for like 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? So, and this is, that definitely stemmed from that. Uh, to Furthermore, I loved Darren Aronofsky. And I'm so excited to see this film. Just the fact that he had an emotional Like moment during the film itself. Where was that at again?
2: Venice, the Venice Film Festival.
3: Okay, I mean that that's that's a really awesome moment. I like Brendan Fraser a whole lot. It really sucks that that happened to him, and for him to pair up with a dude like Darren Aronofsky, I feel like he's in good hands. So I'm excited to see the film for sure.
1: Okay, what? Let, let me just start off by saying I, I don't think I've ever liked a Brendan Fraser movie. So I can't say I've ever been like a Brendan Fraser fan. But what's I, I Ed, I too have never heard this story. So what exactly what are the details of what happened?
2: So there was this luncheon at back in two thousand three, like I said, there was um a luncheon uh, for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and the president of said association, Philip Burke, uh, when he went, was, when him and Brendan Fraser, you know, went to shake hands, uh, you know, to meet for the first time, you know, he put his hand out and shook. And this Philip Burke guy uh, put his hand behind, while they were shaking his hands with the other hand, he put it along his backside. And he claims he just did a polite little tap on the butt then Fraser says that he full-on groped him and actually had his hand like on, on, as he described it in his taint. I apologize for being graphic with the details, but that's what he said.
1: He gave him a reach-around.
2: Yes, exactly. And, what it, and he had talked about this. He, um, I think it was in 2018 he had mentioned this, finally. Um, so and, Brandon yeah. Frazier's
1: the one he in other words, he didn't commit a sexual assault. He had a sexual No,
2: assault. no, he okay. had he so was he's the, the he's the victim. He's the victim. No, I I okay, I should have been more clear about that from the word go. He no, he's the victim. He's a hundred percent the victim. And it was basically one of those things where he went the he had said something and no one believed him and he was instead blacklisted.
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, I've never really been a fan of his, but I've been really happy to see the response that he's getting and how much it means to him and the fact that people love him and are, like, happy to see him back. I, I'm digging all that. I'm happy for the guy. So I, I was feeling, get, like, for a second, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to feel happy for him. So, no, I'm glad that, that he does seem to be a nice guy and, you know, good things are happening for him.
2: Right, yeah, because he never did anybody wrong. He, right, that's fought, what was always my. He played the game, followed the rules, and you know he got the shit end of the stick for it. Yeah, but um, I don't know, Corey Jocelyn, you guys have anything to say about this?
5: Um, yeah. I didn't. Sorry, I, I was just gonna say I didn't have much to say about Brendan Fraser other than I'm a fan. Like I love Bedazzled. Like I know it's a guilty pleasure, but I me too. Just I'll be love the first to movie. admit it. Like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I love it. And the mummy films are fun. But uh quick question When's the last time Aronofsky's had a film out? Was it Black Swan? Am I thinking?
1: No, it was Mother. Mother.
5: Mother. Yeah. Mother. yeah. Mother. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. I did forgot about that one. But that's that was still like, what, five or six years ago? Something like that? Five, 17,
2: five, 17, five years yeah. ago.
5: Yeah. So it was a little bit of a gap. So yeah, I'd be interested because. Uh, like Andrew said, I'm a big fan. Like, uh, you know, obviously I know you're well documented, Ed, but the wrestler is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and obviously he's made a lot of other good stuff. Like, uh, I love black Swan as well. So yeah, I'm interested to see the new movie. So definitely be checking it out.
3: I also want to give a shout out to Airheads. Airheads is such a goddamn good movie. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just an overall good story. So.
4: Oh, Airheads is
3: great.
5: Not Jocelyn
2: lone and Rangers. Be, Jocelyn, are going to say something? You're not I, exactly lone.
4: I mean, I'm not a, like, a really big fan of his. I, okay. I, I have watched Encino Man probably more than I would like to admit because I'm a big Poly Shore fan, but...
2: Linkovich Jamaski. Wait, wait, you're
3: a Poly yeah. Shore fan but not a Brendan Fraser fan? Yes.
5: I kidding. am. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm a Polly Shore fan, too. I love Pinocchio. <laughs> I was
2: yeah, going to say, but I haven't seen <laughs> Pinocchio yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but whether you like him or not, I mean, you got to admit, this is just adorable to see, and the guy deserves it, and whenever he smiles, it gets choked up and all. It just makes me happy. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy for the guy. I'm rooting for him, and... Yeah, it's just a shame. I, I wanted to just at least have a conversation um about that. So, I guess I'm not going to ask everybody for the top three Brendan Fraser films. <laughs> Alright, well, we can move on then. Um, So, it looks like the gang's all back together for Beverly Hills Cop 4. We got Judge Reinhold and John Ashton both seen on set together, speculating their return as Billy Rosewood and John Taggart in the upcoming film. I wonder what Ronnie Cox is up to these days. Um, yeah, and Jesus Christ, man! I mean, Reinhold, I love Reinhold. That's all I'm gonna say. Ashton looks like Ashton. We haven't seen Ashton as Tag. We haven't seen Taggart in a Beverly Hills Cop film since Part Two because he he uh, sat the third one out. They they said that his character was retired, <coughs> and that's and they had Hector Alonso kind of replace him. And yeah,
1: he, he made the wise choice.
2: Uh, yeah, obviously, Ashton didn't want to return. So, so I think <laughs> the same thing happened with Ronnie Cox. But yeah, so Reinhold, of course, he's back. And I, I'm kind of curious to see if he can, you know, if he still got it, at least. Um, he looks haggard as all hell, but maybe he's just behind <laughs> the scenes and maybe he's just visiting. I mean, this is all speculation, but I mean, I can only imagine they're on set. They're definitely in the movie, right?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you would
2: think. Right. You would think, right? So,
1: no, I, I could, I could not care less about this movie. I mean, I'll, I'll see no. it at some point. No, I mean, I, I'll, I'll see it, but like, by the time something has four at the end of it, it's not good. I'm sorry, <laughs> like, it's just not. So, whatever.
2: All right. I mean, right, we'll I, I,
1: I like Beverly
3: Hills Cop. I'm gonna say it, but I'm not excited for it. I don't think a trailer or pictures are going to make me any more excited than what I am, I suppose.
2: Fair enough. All right, then. Um, We need to talk about Don't Worry Darling. Like, following this premiere last week, it's been subject to various stories and rumors, and there's this video from the premiere of Harry Styles apparently spitting on Chris Pines with Chris Pines. No, he did. I was going to (laughs) say... Did so, you... I've seen the video, and I didn't even see spit come out of his mouth.
4: But did you see the video that Harry Styles, that was just released of Harry Styles live at Madison Square Garden tonight? Tonight? Yeah. He just... No. A video what happened tonight? just came out tonight. He was up on stage saying, you know, thanks, it's good to be back at Madison Square Garden. He's like, I had to hop over in Venice real quick and spit on Chris Pine. <laughs>
2: I think that was just a joke because apparently he came out and said like, look, no." Chris Pines came out and said, no one spit on me. Like that's just made up. And like I said, ju- like this be- before I even read that or heard that statement, I watched the video a few times and I saw it from two different angles and I did not see spit come out of that man's mouth. And I'm like, what is everyone saying that I'm not. Like, I even, like, tried to zoom in a little bit to see if, like, I could spot, like, a little speck of anything. Like, maybe any, like, accidental spit. And, I don't know. Maybe the video cut out too soon or something. I just saw, from what I saw, was Styles come up to his seat, and he was kind of, like, buttoning up his shirt, or his blazer before he sat down. And Chris Pine was applauding. They were all applauding something. And Chris Pine stopped and he kind of like had this look on his face like did that just happen and he slowly started clapping again and the video cut after Styles sat down but again apparently everyone said that that's when it happened he stood up while he was putting the button in the blazer and then he spat and then that's when pine stopped or slowed down the applause to think like that just would just happen but like I said it five times already. I did not see anything come out of his mouth. That's just yeah. me.
1: As I saw. I'm guessing the same two angles you did, and I didn't see anything either. I'm like, what is that? Right. I thought I thought there was going to be like a loogie. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, me too. About? Like I don't. But now, having said that, Chris Pine had a very weird reaction. So yes, I yes, I kind see why people think that something happened, but it, it doesn't. I don't think it's spit. Like that would right. be crazy. And I, like you said, I just didn't see anything
2: no no I didn't totally and but I, what I did see though was the fact that Chris Pine had to sit in between Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles and I'm like wait a second I'm not I'm not trying to sit here act, like trying to pretend like I'm the fucking like gossip king or something like that like for the Hollywood you know gossip or whatever but I, I, I the, my first impression of that was something going on you know
1: yeah know. Fuck We're here. A lot of relationships
2: yeah, well, I'm also, you know, there's a lot of shit going on that doesn't need to be going on. Apparently, her and Florence Pugh are having a tip with one another, and they can't be seen together. They've got to be, you know, at separate sides of the auditorium for the premiere, and there's this whole shit with... Uh, Harry Styles replacing Shia LaBeouf and him, apparently, he said, she said, he got fired, he's denying getting fired. It's like, what the fuck, you know? I just want to see this movie. I'm just, my name's Ed, and I'm looking forward to this movie one way or another in a couple weeks. Hi, that's me. But, you know, going into it, there's just a lot of drama, and I'm wondering if any of this is fabricated just to, just to get people talking and eyes glued towards this movie. I can't imagine this being good publicity, but who knows, man. I've, I've seen weirder things come from Warner Brothers. I mean, <laughs> they just, they just shit-canned the $90 million movie out of nowhere, so, you know.
3: Speaking, speaking of weird shit, the only reason I know about this story is because I watched an online gif of Chris Pine having a goat thrown on by Harry Styles. And I have no idea why the hell I watched that earlier, but I laughed so hard. And now that you're <laughs> explaining this story to me and I'm reading into it, that's even funnier. They oh, it photoshopped a goat now,
4: right? <laughs> being thrown <laughs> onto
2: his lap. It all makes sense, Andrew. But yeah, it's just a lot of shit, man. A lot of like, you know, venom and a lot of like and, and, and shit and... Man, man. I just want to see the movie. I just want to sit here and enjoy a two and a half hour movie. That's all. Did you guys really think we were going to have an episode of Fewer Cast and not talk about Tom Cruise's latest Mission Impossible stunt? Because we are.
0: Hi, everyone! wish I could be here with you and I'm sorry for the extra noise... As you can see, we are building the latest installment of Mission Impossible. And right now, we're over gorgeous Florida Canyon and stunning South Africa. And we're making this film for the big screen for audiences to see in your wonderful theaters. Hey, uh, sorry to bother you, Tom. Hey, we too. Chris McCory. Hi, everybody. Hey, uh, listen, I hate to interrupt, but, uh, we really got to roll. We are losing the light and low on fuel. Oh, yeah, we got to roll, huh? Low on fuel, that's not good. I'm sorry. We got to go. Yeah, uh, wait. Did you tell them about the thing? Oh, yeah, the thing. You know, we have, uh, we have a first look at the mission of Buffalo trailer and a very special screening of Gun Maverick in its entirety. So please enjoy. And, hey, let's all have a great summer. And
2: action we'll movie. Did you guys see this stunt? Nah, what did he uh-uh. do? Alright, so this isn't maybe this is part of the movie. He's recording of like a promo for a crowd. I'm assuming it's like the MTV video movie music awards or or the MTV movie awards rather. That's the only thing I can think of, because award season is still, like, six months away. But he's recorded a video, it's a pre-taped segment for someone, some audience, and he's up in a plane, it's a biplane, he's up one, like, top of, like, just chilling, like, I, think, I don't even think he's strapped he's just hanging out t- saying hey, "I'm I'm up here in this, uh, the skies thousands of feet filming my latest film Mission Impossible for your entertainment blah, purposes blah 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 and like and next thing you know after like the, the minute and a half promo the director Christopher McQuarrie suddenly flies down next to him in his own biplane and says you know we're starting to lose light we need to start we need to shoot so then we cut the both planes just falling sideways with Tom still hanging up on top. Just being Tom. Now, I know he's done stunts involving planes before, but there's just something about seeing 60 year old Tom Cruise pulling these insane stunts off still. It'll never get old to me. I feel so, like yeah. we're
5: gonna I feel like we're gonna see him when he's like seventy, like still doing this stuff, and I respect the hell out of him for it, although I wonder like how safe it's gonna be when he is like seventy. But I'm sure, like the he's he's really just like a lizard alien with a skin over top of him. So I'm sure he's probably fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's
2: worth seeing. I'm so, I'm just I should have told you guys to watch the video instead of me just talking about what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out because, like I said, I'm not sure if they're gonna include something. I, I'm I'm sure they are. Mission Impossible, and I love those movies. You always, oh me too. Except for that fifth one, they're all just great. You gotta have, you know, your three or four big, you know, Tom Cruise stunt sequences. So
4: this is no different. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it
2: next July. All right, moving on. Uh, Let's talk about some Friday the Thirteenth news. New Line Cinema teases that a new film is moving forward. Via Instagram, apparently oh, there was a. Well, I saw it with my own two eyes. Nothing apparent about it. It happened. There was a post last week that was sent out that reads Jason Voorhees wants to send you a message. The mysterious post, captioned by, uh oh, what do you think Jason Voorhees wants, was included. It's worth noting that the post is. He wants since, your money. It's been removed, which <laughs> makes me wonder if it was a hack job or not. It's been. 13 years now since the last Friday the 13th film, since Jason graced our presence. How do you guys feel about a potential Friday film?
5: I'm sure it'll be fine. During all speech <laughs> at once.
1: I'm sure yeah. he'll kill a lot of people. I'm yeah. not buying that Jason knows how to post. This sounds fake to me. <laughs> I'm not buying that Jason knows how to actually
3: log onto the internet and do things.
5: Hey, he was able to show up at a weigh-in for Freddy vs. Jason, so I mean I guess <laughs> he's right. got some savvy, some media savvy on
3: his end. <laughs> it's all right. Oh dear lord.
2: We talked about <laughs> now, it on our Freddy vs. Jason episode. Check it out.
1: I haven't seen it. Did you guys like the la- the remake Friday the 13th? So this is associated with that, I'm guessing, right?
3: I actually did enjoy that, yes.
2: Yeah, it's good.
4: It I a didn't solid mind movie. It. I like
2: it. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of people that just Tear that movie apart, and I wonder why. Like I wonder if they saw the same movie that I saw because it was a hell of a lot better than the last like handful of Jason Voorhees outing, outings. Um, it was just forgettable. That
5: that was the only thing. And they just it, it was too safe for me, like too by the numbers. Uh, but it was fine. Yeah, I mean I I'll watch the new one. I'm you know reasonably optimistic for it.
2: Jocelyn, you're very quiet about this stuff. Come on now.
4: I'm I'm not a big Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> <She's... laughs> fan. <laughs> I mean,
2: she comes in with that innocent, quiet voice, like I'm I'm, I'm I I have got no dog in this fight.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not a big Friday the Thirteenth fan. So when it comes
2: when it comes to horror, what are you into? You're one of them, like paranormal activity fans, aren't you?
4: No, uh, I don't. That's that shit's cheesy as hell. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I used to be like really, really into horror movies. Like, really what, into horror movies.
2: What's your favorite horror movie?
4: I mean, oh God. Don't give me that me bullshit. It spot.
2: varies. You don't have like a favorite one that you should just know offhand, just without even hesitating. You should know it.
3: Jaws. Mine is George Jorge Ramirez Dawn of the Dead.
4: <laughs> Mine's Jaws. There you okay. go. <laughs> there you go. That counts.
2: I have my copy of Jaws in my horror collection, so it counts. Totally yeah. counts.
4: I don't know. Like, I mean, I used to be into like crazy, like underground <clears throat> horror movies with lots of gore and stuff. And I don't, I don't know if right. it's just because, like, I have kids now, so I can't watch that type of stuff in front of them until they're older. So, oh,
2: get the hell out of here! They gotta sleep at some point. It, That's when you watch it.
4: Well, yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> All right, fair uh, enough. Like, and as much as like, I like uh, like <laughs> the real stuff freaks me out. I do enjoy those types of movies too, even though they give me like major anxiety, like strangers and you know movies like that.
2: Of course, yeah, I got you. Well, don't don't uh, don't forget. You gotta let me know which episode you're gonna join us for for the marathon
4: Yes, I know. I, I'm definitely definitely gonna do that.
2: Our fans are just dying to know what episodes you're going to be part of. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, final news topic of the week: quoting the Vanity Fair, our girl Nicole Kidman is uh, coming back to AMC for another one of those uh, those uh, promos before the movies. It's getting a sequel. So you guys have been going to AMC since the uh, pandemic ended. I'm sure you've seen at least one or two films at AMC since the, the pandemic ended a couple years ago. Um, or at least died down. In some eyes, it's still going. Um, but yeah, you, every time you go to the theater for a, a, again AMC, do you get that promo? What the hell does she say? I've seen it so many times I've... I've, I've I'm about says. the silver
4: screen, but she has like that one liner at the end. But yeah, I've seen it, it far too many times.
0: <laughs> Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best part of us. And stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. AMC theaters. We make movies better.
4: I'm glad that they're redoing it or like doing like a... Yeah, they're doing
2: another one. Like an updated
4: one. Because every time I go to the movie theater, like Greg and I literally look at each other and we're like, Jesus Christ, this again? Like, Yep.
2: (laughs) And you're always going to see it too. Yeah. See, I thought it was going to be just a pandemic thing. Like, thanks for coming back to the theaters. Like, they'll show for the first, like, handful of months, maybe even the first year. We're now about... We're now two years plus, you know, back at the theaters and they're still showing... That goddamn promo. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's been shortened, but it's the same promo.
5: I wonder if this new one, they're just gonna have her beg, be like, "Just Jesus Christ, bring your friends, just bring people <laughs> to the
2: fucking theater."
5: Just no, but apparently, for the love like,
2: God. Well, apparently AMC, well, like, loved her so much that they just recently like renewed her contract. Apparently, she had like a contract with these guys for for two years, and behind closed doors, they secretly extended it so they could get this new ad in. God knows how long they're going to fucking show this one for.
5: Nothing against her at all, but like, if you asked me to pick somebody to like do an ad like this, would it really be her? Like, would that be the first person that would pop into my head? I don't
2: know. Well, Corey, you got to ask yourself who's going to do it. I don't know. You can't get like an A-lister. You can't even like have the balls to go approach an A-lister because they're not going to do it.
1: Nicole Kidman's an A-lister. I was gonna I'm say there. is I Nicole Kidman
2: not I, I an A-lister? I I don't see her as an A-lister anymore these oh, days. Wow. Not these days, no. I think she. Is. I mean, we can have it. We can have an offhand conversation about that real quick if you want, but I do not see no, her I'm right, not. as an A-lister.
4: I mean, oh, I just. Fuck I, it. Let's I feel do like, it. Come on.
2: Like we, let's have a conversation about it. Because I, I, feel like she's You guys it. think that she is? You don't think
5: that they gave her an A? What was her last hit? They didn't give her a fucking A-list subscription just for doing the commercial. She's definitely an A-lister. <laughs> that's, that's
1: what I meant. She's literally an a list Okay, smartass.
2: <laughs> Fuck <on. laughs> If that's the case, then I'm an A-lister, too. <laughs> no. Um, but
1: no. I, just, I, I don't, have I don't understand, like, do they, does the commercial sway anybody? Like, I don't understand what the purpose of it even is supposed to be, like. I know it's to make like-
2: themselves look good.
1: That's what do you
4: hilarious. mean? What is the last thing she did? She was in the Northman that came out this year, and you loved it.
2: A movie that made how much, as much as we love that movie, how much did it make in the theater? I mean. Exactly. Well, my point is, <laughs> my point, and she wasn't even like a starring role. Like, I'm talking like, what was her last big starring role? Like, come on, if you're an A-lister, you got to have like a, a, a back. Ricardo's movie?
4: Aquaman.
1: She I mean, she gets nominated for an Academy Award every time she does a movie. That's pretty A list. She
5: was in the Ricardos, right?
1: Yeah, and she yeah. got nominated for she's an Academy good. Award for it. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like she's she's definitely like just because she doesn't do big box office,
4: you can no, say the same no, thing about no, like Brad nope.
1: Pitt. Wasn't that an argument no. about him a couple of
4: years ago? I mean, she's in the new Aquaman movie, and I'm sure that's going to do good.
2: Justin, you got it again. That's 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 that's, that's a nothing role again. No, I, I stand corrected. You guys are right, I'm wrong. And I mean that, I'm not being a smartass. Justin, you made me just, I didn't even think about the whole Academy Award nomination thing. You're right. That right there just defeats my argument. You know, it, that makes my argument invalid, I mean. That, that, that didn't even think about that, the whole every, every time she does a movie that, 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 you know, every year you see her getting nominated, whether it's a supporting actress or an actress, and yeah. So I'll eat my words. I was wrong. I did not see her as an A-list star. And then thinking about it more and more, that was kind of a bullshit statement to make. So I apologize. <laughs> and no, I wouldn't. And no. And, and fair is fair. I will not be cutting this part. Everyone will hear my stupidity. <laughs> I will eat crow. And that's that. So we can close the book when the news with that um let's move on to coming attractions
0: coming soon to theaters
2: alright let's talk about this uh, American Gigolo series coming to Showtime that I knew nothing about until about 12 hours ago of this recording
5: can I ask you something
0: you can ask anything you want
4: It's who you are when you're working?
0: When I was a kid, I could always just be this other guy. And he does what he's got to do. Hey, James! Hey! Come on in, Julian. Have a seat. Detective, what is this about?
5: You're a free man.
0: I lost 15 years of my life. Thought i killed that girl. You ain't hurt nobody. It was a killer for hire. Somebody set me up. You can't let them see you. They'll just do it again. They're still out there. It's not over. I think I want to go back to work again. Why not? You want it to work?
4: Mm. Now show me what you can do. I would never mess around with people that powerful.
0: I don't want you to leave. Uh, You pay me to leave.
2: Did you guys know about this?
1: Yes. Yeah, I've been seeing the commercials on Showtime
4: for it. Really? Oh, okay. I did not. No.
2: Okay. All right. It looks very interesting. All right. Justin, did you even know that it's a remake from a movie of Richard Gere from 1980?
4: Yes, I did know okay. that. Okay, um, cool. I don't know. I'm excited I'm like, to see Rosie O'Donnell make a comeback.
2: That was my Biggest takeaway from this trailer, I was getting yeah. to that. I, was I literally
4: like, googled her the other day because I was like, where Rosie the hell has she been? Yeah, and that, that that like when she popped up, I, I was like, about oh her. shit. And then,
2: yeah. I, yeah, I think she I think she's gonna be good. Yeah, I th- I th- I think this just might do good things for her and her, her her career. You know, because God knows yeah. she's done enough to fucking damage it. You can't hurt it much more. No, exactly. But no, I, I legit did a double take when I saw her in the trailer this morning. I was like, whoa, Rosie O'Donnell. And then, yeah, like there's so many factors about this that just, how can I not be anticipating this? Like you've got John Burnthal, you've got the great Rosie O'Donnell comeback. You know, you've, I love the fact, little things mean a lot to me, of course, I always say that. But you've got the fucking Blondie, Call Me, a rendition of Call Me, which, of course, Blondie's Call Me was the the big song from the original movie. So I like how they brought that back. Um, I just like the idea of turning that movie into a series, you know, and guy, just seeing where it goes.
4: The guy actually kind of reminded me of, like, a young Richard Gere, too like not yeah. completely but like I got that vibe you know like when I was looking watching the the trailer for it
2: yeah I mean except for the whole thing the the the, the couple scenes with him in prison I kind of got vibes from that prison film that he was a part of uh with uh what's his face from La- the Lannister guy what the hell was that prison film called that he did early, uh, a couple years ago? No, no idea no one's seen it okay um anyway um uh i'm i'm interested so showtime series sign me up i'm good i've got show, i've got showtime so and
1: just to like go like go back to rosie o'donnell for a second sure did did you watch that show i think it was two years ago it was an hbo miniseries called i know this much is true with mark ruffalo
2: No, never heard of it. Oh,
1: my God. It's one of the best things I've seen in, like, the last 10 years. It's by that guy, um, ah, shit, what's his name? Derek, uh, Derek Chienfrancae, or however you say his name, who did, um, The Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valley. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, Mark Ruffalo plays Twins, which is usually a trope that I don't like in shows or, or movies when the same actor plays Twins, but it's seamless here. It really is like two different performances. Um, it, it's, it's an amazing show. Like go back and watch it. And Rosie O'Donnell's in it in a smallish role and she's fantastic. Like it, it just, it, you feel like you're watching real life unfold. Like everybody's performances are so natural and just the way it's made. It, it's very, very good. So if you want to see a a, a good Rosie O'Donnell performance, uh, that's a good place to go.
2: Right on. Oh, and that movie I was talking about, guys, was called Shot Caller. It, it's uh, the film. He's got he's got a handlebar mustache and slick back hair. That's it reminded me of that movie. So I saw that
5: movie. <laughs> anyway, it was on Tubi, I think.
2: <laughs> I was waiting for a Tubi sl- uh, a Kubi, a, t- a, Kubi, a Tubi comment. All right, um, let's move on to the next one. Copenhagen Cowboy from Nicholas Winding Refn. (laughs) You guys think of this this looks trippy this looks like nicholas at his best i'm on board i love the synth uh, heavy soundtrack that's that's going for this um i i i i like the fact that obviously it just it's it's all about mystery i have no clue what the hell this sh- show is about but it showed me just enough to pique my interest and to to engage me in wanting to see more. So yeah, once this drops on Netflix, I'll be uh, checking it out. There's no release date yet. We just saw the first trailer. This is our first time seeing it, like well, along with everybody else. So, um, Justin, I'm gonna start with you. I'm really curious to see what you thought.
1: I, I'm excited to see it. I'm a fan of that guy's work. Um, yes. I haven't seen all of it. There's like. <clears throat> Everything from like Drive No that's not true because I haven't seen Neon Demon yet either um, got-
2: Neon yeah, Demon's good dude that.
1: Yeah I want to see that He's got that show on Amazon um, Never Too Young to Die I think it's called I still Miles have- Teller
2: I haven't seen yeah. that yet But I hear it's graphic as shit
1: Right that, all his work is And he's just like he's just He's got a, a very distinctive vibe And style So even if story-wise it's not working for you the style is incredible enough to keep you like hooked in my opinion i mean for some people that's not enough but um yeah i'm, I'm excited i can't wait to watch it
2: uh, uh jocelyn did you uh have any thoughts on this did you even understand what the hell you were watching when you watched this trailer
4: no i i it's a mystery to me. I'm not, I'm not trying That's to be the like point. That's the Negative point. Nancy tonight. But how this, about this? This how does not this?
2: interest me at all. <laughs> you just answered my question then. Okay. Okay. I was I was gonna say being like, an out like you know being not being familiar with the uh, filmmakers' work, and seeing this does it interest you? Can no. You just answered my question. So. Not at all. Yeah. All right. You're out on this. Okay. Fair enough, Andrew. <laughs>
3: Mm, hard pass
2: <laughs> alright score uh,
5: the music alone has me intrigued so yeah it's definitely one I'll check out uh, did I miss it is it a show or a movie I, I completely show. didn't even it's a show, show. show. on Netflix show. I think oh shit it's, it's already been cancelled then
2: <laughs> fuck I'm <laughs> just kidding I'll watch it I'm definitely intrigued by the music as
5: long alone. As I, hey
2: man if I get one strong season I'm happy
5: yeah yeah I, I don't worry about that shit if I didn't watch stuff cause I was worried about getting cancelled I mean Jesus Christ I wouldn't watch like half the shit I watch but uh yeah I, I'm definitely intrigued I'll definitely check it out fan of the work and fan of the, of the music big time
2: hell yeah same I'm really really looking forward to seeing this whenever it comes out so we'll be checking that out alright we can move on to our final trailer of the week dead for a dollar
0: I'm getting out of here next week. Serve my time. I heard you've been telling people the first thing you were gonna do when you walk out of here is get a gun. Look me up. I never killed nobody that wasn't trying to kill me. Stay clear of me, Joe. You do the same. Otherwise, most likely you're a dead man. Senor Max Bornand is a private investigator. I wouldn't try anything foolish. Walk away from that gun. Joe Cribbins. What, you know He's a dangerous man. My whole life I've done impulsive things. They don't always work out. Mr. Boylan, I doubt that you're familiar with Private Elijah Jones. He's taken a white woman, my wife, Rachel. Well, Elijah ain't abducted nobody. If she with Elijah, it's cause she wanna be. I am willing to offer you $2,000 to bring Rachel back. We did what we done, and we just saying to all of them, go straight to hell. Forget this white woman. Don't let nothing interfere with what's good for Alonzo Paul. Mr. Borland, are you under the impression that you are rescuing me? Your husband is on his way here. I am to watch over you until he arrives. When my husband gets here, he intends to kill me. You lock me up to burial Vargas, might not like it one damn bit. If the Vargas becomes angry, it could be trouble. Are you getting nervous? I don't like being lied to and I don't like being used. Guess it's time to see how good you really are. Maybe the easiest way out of this mess is to shoot you. Who the hell are you? I'm the fellow with the gun. Most men are afraid to beat me at cards. You will follow orders. See this Esteban, you put a gun in it and it's the devil's right hand.
2: So this is Walter Hill's latest film, the great Walter Hill. Is he so great anymore? What'd you guys think of this? I'm going to start with Corey. What'd you think? Andrew, go.
3: I really enjoyed this trailer. I love Western films. Um, like I said, uh, Hell or High Water is like one of my favorite films of the past six, seven years. So I just love Western-esque films, and I was intrigued as hell by it. I've never heard of this film until today, and I was quite taken by it. So
2: It's just a really specific number, six, seven years.
3: I don't know. It came out in, what, <laughs> 2016? So I wanted to give it a little bit more benefit of the doubt. I don't know if it's my favorite film in 10 years, but definitely in the past six.
2: All right. Jocelyn, I'll turn the conversation to you.
4: Um, I don't know. To me, it looked like a made for TV movie.
2: <laughs> All right. I was I was getting ready to that was gonna be my first little not not gripe, but the first thing I was gonna bring up was yeah, the, uh, I mean, it the way it looks. It
4: didn't look like a film or anything. It like, looks it, it looks yeah. its budget. Yeah, it does. I mean I I love Christoph well, Waltz. Um
3: it's a it's a corny western film though. Is it not supposed to look
4: corny i don't know i think it's supposed to be no.
2: pretty serious it's, yeah watch hills it's mm. definitely not a corny actor no this is this is the whole thing i'm just looking at your text andrew that's funny i'll look at um, this whole the whole look of it is one thing taking that put that aside real quick um I I don't know maybe to see Christoph Waltz in another Western I'm getting like Django vibes again for some reason I have no idea why every time <laughs> I saw him I just thought about Django I see
4: but that. then yeah. but then
2: you get Willem Defoe and it's like all right Hell yeah. I'm fucking in now maybe but see that's so,
4: that's where I got turned yeah we know away. I know I don't I know. like Willem Defoe so yeah. <laughs> but I love Christoph Waltz I think Christoph Waltz is like phenomenal in everything he's in and so.
2: and what's this benjamin brad's the villain <laughs> where'd that come from
5: william defoe he's like uh born to play this type of role so yeah it, i was gonna say the cast alone has me one to watch it because i'm a huge uh christoph waltz and <laughs> uh william defoe like i'm in like i don't care it you know it looks cheap like the monsters, but that's yeah, yeah. cool. This one has me intrigued
2: <laughs> Lifetime movie budget aside, like this, I'm gonna check it out.
5: Spent it all on the fucking actors. <laughs> like shit, we still need to <laughs> get a camera, and <laughs>
2: record this shit. Oops. All right. Well, any anybody else?
1: I'm I'm like I'm a Walter Hill fan, but I, I think he's kind of past his due by you know sell by date. So. I'm not expecting great things. I I'd say that saying, um, I watched that one, and you know the one I'm, or you're gonna know the one I'm talking about, um, the assignment with Michelle Rodriguez as the uh, <laughs> post post-op transsexual hitman. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I forgot he
3: did
5: that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was a Walter Hill film that I enjoyed very much. and But it was very cheap, you know, like like this appears to be. I mean, this looks even a little bit cheaper than that, but that by no means had a, a large budget. Um, and it's not well made. It gets by just on sheer ridiculousness alone.
2: Were you guys out on board to the head? I watched it and then forgot I watched it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that one.
2: You know what? Ain't bad. I'm not... I, you know what? I'm going to sit here on record and defend this goddamn movie.
5: Nah, Momoa have, like, an axe or something. That's Momoa the was only the thing villain.
2: I Momoa was the villain. Yeah, because, like, the movie... Because like he kills his partner at the beginning of the movie and shit. And, like, it's basically him. It's, not a, it's, it's a very short movie. Like, it's, like, 80 minutes long. Barely even a movie. Um, yeah, see, I... It reminded me of old-school 80s Walter Hill. I got that vibe the whole time. You got the cheesy dialogue. You've got the nonsense, bullheaded action sequences. You know, you've got Stallone. It's like throwback 80s action. You've got the cheesy, cliche, macho man dialogue. Add to the fact that, you know you've got these big name action stars in it both old and new I don't know you know the, the movie made like five dollars in theaters but I still liked it I I think I borrowed it from you Corey when it first came out on Blu-ray and that's how I first saw it I vaguely remember you having something to do with my first time seeing it um, but yeah I, I've, I've I've seen the film like I've seen it a good Good handful of times, like probably like seven or eight times, not gonna lie. Then again, when the film is only 75, 80 minutes long, you know, you're able to get away with seeing it as much because it's just a fucking cake breeze to watch. But yeah, that's my rant on bull to the head. So um, we can close the book on this category for the week and move on to a new one Physical Media Roundup. Alright guys, the same way I kick off Physical Media Roundup every week. You guys pick anything up lately? No one's picked anything up this week? Am I, on, am I the no. only one who's got a pick-up list?
5: I, I gotta wanna go f- to Soundgarden soon, but I haven't picked anything up,
2: no. I haven't I've, been to Soundgarden. I went... Th- sorry, Justin, I don't mean to, I don't mean to keep I'm cutting sorry, you God. off. I was just gonna say real quick, I actually went down to Soundgarden Saturday and... I went early. Too nice and early. Because I wanted to be... I wanted to get in there and get out. Because, like... I think it was supposed to rain later on in the day. Or something happened. I don't know. But anyway... They already had, like, the fucking... The... parking lots closed off, and they had a whole swarm of people outside, and they were selling tickets to something, like, they had employees out there, so I kept driving, and I ended up calling there to see what was going on, and if, like, maybe I could just park, and because I wasn't going to park and pay to go there to find out that it was, like, you know, an event they were having. Because sometimes Soundgarden has, like, special acoustic shows and shit. And I'm sure the way that works is, unfortunately, you know, it's blocked off to the public, so we can't purchase anything. We can't shop while these events are going on. So I just wanted to make sure. So I called, and I called, and I called, and they weren't answering and shit. And I was just like, huh. To be honest with you, for the first time, because I've been going there for, like, 20-plus years, it's the first time they ever pissed me off. So I just ended up going home. So that's my rant on Soundgarden. I did not make any pickups this week from them. But I did make a couple of orders. Um, and I got a couple of Best Buy purchases. Because I ended up getting the Heather Steel book. I got from there uh, earlier in the week. And then just today I went back and picked up. They... Uh, <laughs> The Wishmaster Collection on Blu-ray. They they got copies of that in stock again for twenty bucks, so I picked that up again. That's a I, good one. I, yeah, it is a good one. I had I I had it a, f- a few years ago, but I had to sell it. So yeah, I'm glad they had that back in the collection. And then while I was there, I saw that they had Arachnophobia on Blu-ray for five bucks. So I'm like, oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> you know, that's a good one. So yeah, I I got the, all those from Best Buy recently. I picked up. Uh, Fern Gully from Warwick because they just put that out on Blu-ray Shout Factory for the 30th anniversary so I picked that up yes, that Fern Gully fuck you Avatar, the real Fern Gully um, trick or treat got the Scream Factory and a pristine slip cover that came, I got that off of a guy on uh, Facebook Messenger or not, uh, Facebook Marketplace sorry, and uh, you know one of them groups um And yeah, that, oh yeah, and I also picked up from Amazon the uh, Australian release, it's all region free, um, Blu-ray, of Ghoulies and Ghoulies 2, because I was watching Ghoulies 2 (laughs) on Justin's favorite service, Tubi, over the weekend, and I'm like, why do I own these why do I not own these fucking films on Blu-ray? And I remember remember seeing that Umbrella put out uh, this two disc edition last month, or no, back in July. So I ordered it. It's twenty five bucks, and it looks pretty cool. It's a nice set. They got like three different versions of the first film, and two versions of this. Of, I think it's two versions of the of the second film. But yeah, because it's, it's out of print in the U.S., but luckily this Australian release is region free, so I can play it in my Blu-ray player.
1: See, those are- I've been running the first one recently. I wanted, I'm looking forward to catching up with. I haven't seen that movie probably since the late '80s, so it'll be like watching it for the first time.
2: Yeah, same. I haven't seen the first one in so long. I've, I've just. I grew up watching the second one because of the carnival and shit. I love the whole plot of them, you know, hiding in, in uh what is it, Satan's Den? I think's the name of the fucking joint that they're in or something like that. Yeah, that, that I've, like I said, I grew up on ghoulies too. And then at the end of the movie, one of them all of a sudden just fucking gets large and eats the rest of them. It makes no fucking sense at all. But still, you know, it's great. So those are my pickups for the week. So no one else got anything. We can, this, this actually might be the shortest time, the shortest physical media roundup in our history because not much in the form of announcements this week, guys. Uh,. Kino Lorber, just their weekly announcement that they announced that uh, they're putting out uh, "Needful Things." Where are you guys at on "Needful Things"? Stephen King's "Needful Things." 4K. Never seen it. I've seen it once back in like the early nineties when it first came out on Showtime. I remember right, Ed Harris was in it, Max Falsetto. I think Bonnie Bedelia was also in it. Aside from them three being in the movie. I can't tell you a thing about it.
1: It's a good cast. I've never seen it though.
2: Yeah. So yeah, they're putting it out in 4k and then there's also a separate disc, um, with the Blu-ray they're doing the television cut with a new 2k transfer, uh, a restoration or something like that. I didn't even know the film had a television cut. So the, yeah, that's other than that, uh, Paramount announced that they're putting out another 48 hours and 4K in December to go with 48 hours in 4K. And this is a big one. Andrew, you're going to like this announcement. Oh. So, <clears throat> Sony Picture Classics announced uh, that their 30th anniversary to celebrate, sorry, to celebrate their 30th anniversary this year, they're putting out a 30... Wait, how many discs is this? They're putting out this massive uh, collection of a bunch of films to celebrate that, that they've put out over the years um, in this big box, sort of like Sony Classics that they've been doing every year, except it's a lot more than just six movies. So, the movies involved are Orlando... The Celluloid Closet, The City of Lost Children, Run Lolo Run, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Devil's Backbone, Volver, um, how do you pronounce this? Cinecine, New York? Did I pronounce that right? I always butcher it. Cinectomy. Do what?
1: (laughs) I have trouble with it. Synecdoche. Now I'm getting tripped up on it. Yeah, that movie. Synecdoche, New York.
2: (laughs) Still, Alice, call me by your name. And Andrew, the reason why I told you to listen up is finally skipping over Blu ray and making its 4K debut, the very first film released from Sony Picture Classics, SLC Punk.
3: What the fuck? Are you serious?
2: Huh. Yes. I'm like, get the fuck out of this thing, man. Yeah, dude. It's never been even released on Blu-ray. Like, I still have my DVD of SLC Punk. That's how I watch that movie. So, yeah, this... Uh, I'm, of course, buying this fucking collection because I need to have SLC Punk in 4K. So, yeah, um, that's pretty damn cool. That's a pretty big collection. Uh, It comes out November 22nd, and yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's, that's that.
3: pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's not on Blu-ray. I've always wanted to see this in like high definition. So,
1: yeah. Well, I guess
3: we'll skip past that. And go to four K instead.
2: Yeah, we're just gonna go to four K with HDR. There you go. All right. So let's move on then to weekly recommends.
1: What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed?
2: I'll go first. I'm gonna recommend Judgment Night, a movie I feel. I remember more for its soundtrack than (laughs) the film itself. Uh, You got Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooden Jr., Jeremy Pippen. Emilio.
0: Emilio.
2: And a very fucking, you got a young Stephen Dorff, all of which who witnessed Dennis Leary murdering a Latino guy from Fox's New York undercover and they become the next target for their gang in the middle of the night, in the middle of the really driving
5: in a Winnebago. Yeah, they take because
2: yeah. Jeremy Piven like rents them a Winnebago because they're going to some like boxing match in Vegas or something like that.
5: This is a weird fucking movie. I it always was entertaining. Like, no, I liked it, but it was it's, just weird.
2: God, I'm recommending this movie for a reason. I actually watched it the uh, the other day recently, and um, yeah, dude, that movie still got it. It still holds up. Like Dennis Leary, he's fucking creepy as shit as a villain. I'm not gonna lie. Directed by Steve, uh, directed by, um, what's his name? Steven, uh, come on. What's his name? Steven Hopkins. I knew I'd get it out. The director of Predator 2 and Elm Street 5. The great Steven Hopkins. And I don't know, it features some really good chemistry between the leads. Uh, yeah. The soundtrack, it's a banger. The movie itself, it's like, watch, it's like a roller coaster ride. Once this shit gets started. You know, it doesn't love up. It it it's 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 a good movie, you know. You Jeremy Piven being Jeremy Piven. and what more can you ask for? Have you have you guys ever seen the film? Oh yeah. I like I, the movie. I, I know you have, Corey.
1: I have not. I, I haven't either. No? Justin no, I no I love the soundtrack. I've never actually seen the movie.
2: Oh wow. That surprises me. Like and, I said, I remember a when film known out, for its soundtrack more than a film itself.
1: I just, I remember when it came out, it like got just not even really like just horrible reviews. It was just, it just sounded like, man, like, you know, like a two, one and a half, two star kind of movie. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm not wasting my time on that. And I've just never gotten around to it.
5: Yeah, it's weird enough that I think you would like it just for its kind of odd sensibilities for a movie. And, I mean, once it comes on Tubi, I, you can't turn <laughs> that shit away. Just wait for that.
2: I have it on Blu-ray. That's how I watched it. Anyway, that's my recommendation. Check it out. Or don't. Corey, what do you got?
5: Oh, well, first, this isn't my recommendation, but I finally got around to watching Top Gun. And, oh, yeah, it, it was enjoyable. Oh yeah, I, baby. My wife and I watched it, and... That You know, I was, last week I spent my time bitching about Jurassic Park. Well, Top Gun is a blockbuster done well. Like, it, it's done the right way. Like, it's everything a big, dumb blockbuster should be. It was entertaining. It was a good time. I cared about the characters. Even, like, the new characters I cared a little bit about. And obviously Maverick. He was great. Um, Yeah, just awesome. Just awesome. Uh, really fun like is it ridiculous they're flying an old airplane at the end sure but you know it's still fun good (laughs) way to bring it back
2: and basically like no runway oh sorry spoilers
5: yeah i mean the whole thing's ridiculous but it's uh pretty entertaining um yeah just an awesome blockbuster movie so yeah good times watching that um, and then I also uh, took Justin's recommendation and watched uh, Laquisha.
1: <laughs> yes. I was hoping that you watched it.
5: <laughs> I couldn't turn that shit away. Like, as soon as I saw that pop up, I was like, oh, yeah. So I, f- I fired that up and it was everything I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny part about the movie is, like, technically it's not bad for like a small movie. Like you can tell like whoever, you know, the guy who made it or he hired people like it's shot fairly well for like a cheap little movie. It sounds okay. Like technically it's okay. It's not like a room type where it's just a train wreck on everything. But just the whole premise is just like this guy thinks he's a fucking genius. Like you're watching this movie. I mean, he thinks he's writing like fucking gold on every page. And he thinks he's got this big message about how he's going to act like um, fucking LaQuisha. Like the biggest part of that, that movie that makes me laugh is he doesn't even do a good black voice. I was expecting like a great like black voice. It just sounds like him just with a fucking racist um racial accent like that's just it like i they literally in the movie make a point to say like well you don't sound anything like laquisha i'm like what the fuck he sounds exactly like laquisha he doesn't sound any different (laughs) oh my god that movie is hilarious though yeah if anybody likes um just like train wreck just your fucking head is in your palm the whole time just Wondering how the hell this even got made. The worst, it's of the worst. Worth, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Like, it's so misguided. Like, this guy just thinks he's like the smartest dude in the room. Like, it was exactly like Justice said. Like, he's given advice. Like, yeah, you know, you should probably shouldn't do that anymore. And then the person's like, "You're fucking right. I won't do it anymore. My life's great." <laughs> like, it's just he's like this sage bartender. Like, the funny part is he's supposed to be like this awesome dude but he's just a bartender. Like he's not even the owner of the bar. He's just a (laughs) shitty bar. Like, I don't know. Like he's such a bad, like I could see him being a writer for like a shitty Nick at night, fucking sitcom. Like that's the (laughs) level of writing that this guy puts out. Like it's not actually like he has a, there's actually a couple okay lines in the movie, but it's just like, that's the, that's the fucking level of writing we're talking about here. And this guy thinks he's spinning gold. And uh, talking about social issues with Laquisha. But (laughs) it was fun. Not as good as Pinocchio, but fucking damn close. As far as like a train wreck movie.
1: I watched it again last week because I was like, I can't believe what I saw. I got to watch it again and make sure. And um, I I couldn't disagree more. I think the filmmaking is on the level of the room. Like there's one part near the beginning where he's talking to this lady about like, and there's like a few scenes where he's very obsessed with the idea of having an iPhone. Again, this movie came out three years ago. It's not like, I and like... And it's like I that one... shit up too. And at one point he's talking to this lady about having an iPhone, but you can tell they like ADR over iPhone. And it says smartphone. <laughs> like he, he was going to get the rights to say iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> he's like, I Apple's... just bought a smartphone. And it's like, where did that come from?
5: Apple's like we don't want to be involved with this shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fucking get us out of this movie. But then later <laughs> in the in the movie, somebody says iPhone. Like it's not even consistent. It, it to me, it's like an Ed Wood production. Like it's really like bottom of the barrel, and it's, just it's not so good. completely unself aware on top of it. Like it, I'm. It's amazing. It I, I would just I can't recommend it enough to people. Like it, it's amazing. I I can't believe that this thing exists.
5: I think what skews me, like, why I don't think it's that bad production-wise is, are you familiar with Neil Breen? Yeah,
1: it's it's not too far off from that. It's better than that.
5: Yeah, even I am familiar (laughs) with him. Yeah, like, Neil Breen, which, um, if you're a fan of the bad-type movies, he is, like, the fucking king, like... One of my favorite scenes, I forget which movie of his it was. I've seen a couple of his where he's, like, fighting a uh, woman in his, like, living room. And they're just beating the shit out of each other with all these prop, like, framed pictures and everything like that. I just fucking love Neil Breen. But I think that's kind of what skews me a little bit, like, watching him. Like, his latest movie I watched, he you could tell he was allowed to film at a community college. So the whole movie takes place at the community college pretty much. So yeah, but I had to bring up Laquisha is fucking great. So yeah, it thumbs up for me. That's, that's my recommendation. Like I, for fucking train wreck movies, it's up there. Like the writing. Oh my God. Like it, it's, I felt fucking embarrassed for this guy. I can just imagine him sitting there in the theater. Like, I mean, oh god like <laughs> i just couldn't and then he starts doing the laquisha voice oh god i was like jesus christ huh. oh this guy i, I want to watch his other movie i he directed another movie yeah, a I'm couple years be- before that
2: i gotta seek that shit out
1: yeah i'm, I'm gonna watch that one too i can't wait
2: <laughs> all right then in the meantime andrew what do you got for us
3: the film that I'm going to recommend this week that I have actually seen is Casino Royale. It's definitely my favorite James Bond film. And it's it's kind of like a queen story of James Bond, who's young up-and-comer trying to get his license to kill. And his first task is to go and basically tap a terrorist out financially by playing him in poker. And if you've <laughs> never seen it, it's... It, it's definitely my favorite James Bond film because it's it's so story driven and it's Daniel Craig's like big moment and I think he nailed it, like with nothing but accuracy and precision. So uh, if you've never seen that, highly recommend doing so. However, the film that I haven't seen right is Gun Runners. It's a 2016 National Film of Film Board of Canada documentary film. About two oh, okay. former Kenyan trammel, tribal warriors and cattle thieves that are in a program where they trade in their guns for marathon runners. They become marathon runners by trading in their guns. So I think that's more of like a moral. <laughs> look, man, guns. I've never seen the damn film, but it's just, <laughs> all I'm saying is I'm skipping through this until the very end when I get to the sentence that clearly says that the UN to speak. The UN to speak out against the proliferation of illegal small arms. Something, something, something. Disenchanted.
4: Something, something. Some. So,
3: <laughs> and I'm then just, it says oh something God. about one of their wives dying in a car accident in March 2016. Oh. And then I don't really know what else to say about this. Just this imagine. is becoming so much worse as I read through this Wikipedia page <sighs> on the fly.
5: Just the way you described it, I just imagine I'm training in guns and they get marathon runners.
3: <laughs> like, right, so that was a picture.
5: Send me more marathon runners. Anyway,
3: it's on <laughs> Netflix. Go see it.
5: Check it out.
3: <laughs> and let me know all how right. it is. Cause like, what are you going to do with all these marathon
4: good. runners? <laughs> all right,
2: Jocelyn, what do you got for us?
4: Um, I am actually going to recommend the Taylor Hawkins. Uh, the uh, tribute concert uh it was great it, it was amazing it was i mean you don't even have to be like a foo fighters fan obviously i'm a huge foo fighters fan they're like my favorite band but um <laughs> if you're a fan of queen you know acdc a lot of 90s like Supergrass was on there and stuff too um it's it's just a fun fun concert it is emotional but it's a it's a lot of fun. And I really where, think that a lot of people from different generations would definitely enjoy it.
2: Where can where can the fans check that concert out?
4: So right now it is on Paramount Plus. You can watch like the complete six hour concert if you would like to dedicate there that much time or you could watch a 45 minute, like watered down version, basically just doing, you know, showing all the highlights and stuff of it, but, hey. but it's great. It's great. And then, uh, you know, seeing his son, you know, play oh, my yeah. hero and stuff. Like it, it's, it's, it's a great, great, great concert. It's really and good. It, and
2: it, and it makes for, you know, Saturday afternoon, you know, throw something on, Throw that baby on, and do yeah, some work around the house. Yeah, just have something in the background. Yeah,
4: yeah, because yeah. the mute. Oh my god, the music is just amazing. Yeah, it's so yeah, good, I,
0: I, I, and I, I have to give a shout out to
4: Violet Grohl because that girl is, I believe, only 16 years old, and she is a great singer. And I really think she's probably going to follow in her dad's footsteps because she's she's really really good.
3: Well, also, what, what is Tyler Haw- Taylor Hawkins' son's name?
4: Shane Hawkins.
3: I mean, that was a fantastic performance. Like, it was. Like, I- I've wrote, probably watched like, that about five times already. I love it so much.
4: Yeah. So let, me,
2: let me ask you this, Justin. Now, having seen that, do you think the Foo Fighters are, are done or no?
4: I do. I mean, I, I do. I, I think that they're done. You think
2: this is it? You think these two concerts are like the last, like, hoorah?
4: Yeah, I mean, because, like who's a John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. I mean they never got back together afterward, you know. They I mean they toured with his son later Nirvana on. Nirvana
3: also never got back together.
4: Well, yeah.
2: I just want to say this much and I understand and totally respect, you know, your your reasoning and you know what you think your your take on all that. I just want to say the Foo Fighters started with Dave Grohl.
4: Mm-hmm. But so, well, I, I do want to say though, when you watch like their documentary and stuff, and I,
2: I understand the friendship and and their, yeah. their connection. I, and I know they've been through everything together. Like, I remember when Taylor came into the fold back in '97, twenty-five years ago. And you know, hey, I got emotional. We had a we had an episode of Furecast dedicated to Taylor Hawkins. After he had passed, so I totally get it. Yeah, man. In fact, if people who listen to that episode and remember that episode, you're the person I gave the shout out to, Jocelyn. Yes,
4: I do remember. <laughs> so yeah,
2: um, but yeah, so I you know I, yeah, I, that's
4: I, I don't know. Just go on. Like we watched the documentary not long ago, and it's good. It, like the very end of the documentary, he he Dave says something about how like they are the Foo Fighters without you know all the members and he names all the members out individually he's like there there's not a Foo Fighter any, like there's no Foo Fighters anymore and it like right. made me like cry even more like hearing him say that you know but I don't know I, I think that they're done I I think the Foo Fighters is done I don't think that Dave Grohl's done I don't think that Chris Shiplet's done obviously they have their side projects, yeah, I think Pat all, might be done right. Pat was done a while ago with the Foo Fighters, and he came back. They're not but, done. On,
2: as, as musicians, know. they're not done. Of course, yeah, not.
4: yeah. I mean, I think some of them might be. Like, do you I, at least I think that's probably done? But
2: well, it says you see this show at the end of the month in Los Angeles on a random, random throwaway Tuesday afternoon, or Tuesday evening. is it afternoon or evening?
4: Yeah, I think hey, it's evening. in the evening. Yeah.
2: Okay. But anyway, it's like a, you just think just a random Tuesday show is going to be the final Foo Fighters show. Like, if you do, you do. You know, I respect that. I don't know. I mean, I just feel I like hate- maybe we haven't we, we mean- haven't heard anything about it. And I feel like that they would have at least if it's going to be the last show, at least be upfront about it and, and advertise it and let people know that this is going to be, hey, but check, you know.
4: I've seen Dave, I've seen Foo Fighters over like 20 times and Dave always ends his shows with "Uh, it's not goodbye. It's, uh, you know, I'll see you soon. And he didn't do that in Wembley. And I'm kind of curious if he's going to do it in L.A. And that was kind of like that was kind of like a. Giveaway yeah, but that's different like circumstances,
2: though, because yeah, it ended on like, a different it ended with Everlong and it was like. It, it was this. It ended with the right note with Dave right. and and Taylor together. But
4: I feel like as like a diehard like moment. Foo Fighters fan, like there's just things that you pick up on, and you're like, I mean, obviously they're my favorite band ever. I would love to see them continue on, but you know, at the same time, it's like I completely understand if they didn't. You know what I mean, like, and mm-hmm. I had a really good run with them over the last what, like, twenty seven years. So, I just wish I would have been able to take Nola to see them, like my mom took me. That's 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 my only wish is I would have been able to do that.
2: Hey, who knows what the future holds? Maybe it'll, maybe you'll still be able to have that opportunity. Yeah. But in the meantime, all right, we can move on because we ain't done. Oh no, Justin, you got a recommendation.
1: Yeah, I I had to think back because I haven't seen anything in the past week or so that's totally blown me away. Um, So I I did rewatch one last week. I think we've talked about it on here before or maybe on the um, like a full length episode. But um, it was filmed in Ocean City, Maryland. Um, It's a movie called Ping Pong Summer.
2: I brought that up. Ping Pong Summer. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: thought you talked about that before. Yeah. I don't Hell know yeah. how it plays the people who didn't grow up in Maryland. Like I don't know if it's as enjoyable, but um, you know, I can't speaking, imagine it being. It, but it, I just think it's a it's a fun, charming little movie, regardless.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I agree.
1: You know, it it it's set. It was made what about six, seven years ago? Ten. Uh, yeah, I was going to say maybe even a little longer than that, but yeah. it's, it it kind of has the feel of a movie from the '80s. It's set in the '80s. And they, I think it does a good job of recreating that time. And um,
2: well, hold on, Andrew, Jocelyn, Corey, have you three seen this film or know what we're talking about right now? Ping Pong Summer.
4: I have not. No. This is the first time I've heard of it.
5: Yeah, it's a good film. I it, it's simple. I remember, but I I think even if you haven't grown up with Ocean City, it still appeals to like, you know, if you grew up going to like a coastal or ocean side town. I think it appeals for that. But yeah, it was a simple yeah, little maybe. story and it was fun seeing all the locations. You know. That's
2: cool too, yeah, because the whole film is set and filmed in Ocean City and it's, you know, and it's a movie with Susan Sarandon and, and uh, Judah Friedlander is the, the clerk at Anthony's, for Christ's sake. And Leah uh, Thompson. Leah Thompson. Yeah, she's in oh. it and the father is the, uh, the brother from the Mummy series um oh, yeah if, uh, i
1: was trying to remember where i knew that guy from that's yeah
2: <laughs> yeah he's he's um the, um rachel weiss's brother and there's two films anyway and also um uh amy's uh amy's uh, amy, sedaris. amy sedaris that's her last yeah. name oh i like her she's yeah. in it yeah she's in a scene so yeah and it's filmed the ocean. city, like i keep saying and just it's a yeah i like watching it every summer myself um it's 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 cool they go to you know the uh, paul bunyan smorgasbord <laughs> and they yeah you know it's just cool it's a good movie um It's a testament to how
1: little Ocean City's changed since the '80s that they could film it there. And but you know what? They they do a
2: good job of making it feel like the '80s. they really do. But although it's funny knowing Ocean City the way we do, it's funny watching it and calling bullshit on a fucking arcade being behind Anthony's. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, there's no there's no fucking arcade like this hidden arcade being me sitting behind Anthony's. Like, no. But still, (laughs) it's fun. I like the movie. It and like, you know. It, it it feels genuine, authentic.
1: Yeah, it's very low stakes. Um you know, some might even say slight. And I wouldn't argue with that, but um I don't know, I found it charming. I think it, I think it's fun and I I don't think you have to be from I think it's it's much better if you are from Maryland and you spend some time in Ocean City, but I don't necessarily think you have to have been from here to, to enjoy it.
2: Yeah. I love it. I mean, just a few weeks ago for my birthday, I went down there for just a day by myself, you know, it's ocean city. So, and it's cool seeing that, um, you can sometimes stream it on Tubi. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's also on a, uh, showtime. Yeah, that's that.
1: right. Showtime.
2: Okay, cool. So it's probably on there right now. All right, cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, Good suggestions around the board. Before we wrap up, though, hit that music. With football officially kicking off this weekend, I thought it would be fun if we all got in on the action and introduced the seasonal pick section on the show and keep tabs, see who picked the most successfully, you know, coming of the month or end of the year, season, whatever you want to call it, in January. Um, Yeah, I wrote down all the games. We could just go down them. And just one by one, I'll just go around and just everyone, you know, what do you pick? So the first game, we'll start with the one that aired yesterday. Boy, it airs tomorrow, but once this episode drops, it would have aired yesterday. Uh, We got the Bills at the Rams kicking off the NFL season. And I tell you, for me personally, this was the toughest game to pick. So I don't know how you guys feel. This was the toughest for me. But I'm rolling with the Bills on this one, personally. I just feel like they've got a lot. They they got this chip on their shoulder after that Chiefs game, and I don't blame them. So, uh, we'll go. We'll just do the typical order. Following me, Jocelyn. Who do you pick?
4: I'm going Bills. Bills. Mhm. All right. Um.
2: Andrew. Rams. For sure. Alright Justin
1: Yeah, I, w- I went back and forth on this one too I thought this was tough This but was I, so I, hard for me Yeah I, I landed on Bills
2: Nice hey, Corey what do you got?
5: Yeah my heart's with the Bills I gotta pick them
2: Alright Andrew you're on your own buddy With the Rams Alright bet <laughs> Go Rams go Although you know like I said it was it was tough, so I. You, yeah, it was a coin You, you so. almost, basically, you almost weren't alone on that one, Andrew. So, so yeah, okay. Next game up, we got Steelers at the Bengals. I went with the Bengals personally. I just think they got their shit together more than the uh, Steelers do. So, what do you got, Joss?
4: Of course, I'm going Bengals because who gives a shit about the Steelers?
2: <laughs> and why is that? In case people don't know, uh,
4: because we are Ravens fans. And whoa, they whoa, are... whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa! Well, we're from Baltimore, but we're not Ravens fans. Well, this is we shit. You are
4: okay. Well, look we'll at my said team. We'll we're my from team. Baltimore. Yes,
2: yes, yes.
4: So we're Ravens fans.
2: <laughs> right, right. Funny, funny, funny shit, Andrew.
3: Bangles all For right. sure. Better team.
2: Much better team. Justin?
1: Yeah, I went to Bungles, too.
2: Corey?
5: Easy pick, Bengals.
2: <laughs> Flawless victory. Sorry, Steelers fans, but uh, we just don't think your team quite has it yet. I mean, who's, who's their quarterback?
5: The shitty guy from the Bears, so that should tell you
2: right there. Ben uh, Roethlisberger. Gonna be. It's not Roethlisberger. He retired.
3: No, I know that. I'm kidding.
2: I'm uh, totally kidding. It's hard to, it's, <laughs> I thought you were it's, serious. It's hard to pick up on sarcasm, you know, know. <laughs> over a chat. So. Alright, well, yeah. Alright, that wraps that up. Next game, we got 49ers at the Bears. This was pretty easy for me. I went Niners. Yeah, I went 49ers,
4: too. That's like yeah. my West Coast
2: team. Yeah. Andrew. Bears. All
3: right. No real reason. I just don't like either one of them. I think the Bears will beat
2: them. <laughs> All right, Justin. Niners. Nice. Corey. Niners for me. Once again, Andrew, you're on that lonely island. Best Bet. of luck to you. All right, Pats at Dolphins. I'm rolling with the Dolphins on this one.
4: I am going with Dolphins, too. All
2: right, Andrew. Pats. All right. Justin?
1: Yeah, I went back and forth on this one, too, but I ended up on Pats.
2: Okay. Corey, I know you got the Pats.
5: Yeah, Pats. I mean, although this was close because the Dolphins always give them trouble. So, honestly, it it was close.
2: Not only that, I just feel like the Dolphins, I don't know. Do you guys believe in Tua? Noah.
1: (laughs) Same. (laughs) Noah. I think the Dolphins the past few years have been on the verge of maybe being good. They just can't make no. it happen. Got Look, no you, can, it
2: you can spend 75% of your budget on Tyreek Hill all you fucking want. It ain't going to glamour up your team. It ain't going to make them any goddamn better. At the end of the day, you're still going to have the same O-line. You're still going to have the same quarterback. You're still going to have the same you know pass rush. You're still going to have the same everything just because one guy he's fast as shit who happens to be you know, kind of just kind of going downhill, regressing as they say uh, yeah it, it doesn't make you, uh, any better so I don't know, that being said I still went with them going over the pads because I, I still think they still have their shit together more than the pads do um the Pats, I don't know. I just ever since Brady left, I just see Belichick and having this like fucking professional meltdown. It's like a mental meltdown he's having, but he just hasn't went full crazy yet. He's getting there though. They keep losing. Anyway, that move, that 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 just all right. We're we're done talking about those Tim teams. Browns at Panthers is the next game. Uh, I went with. I don't think I picked the team for that one. I didn't. Uh, so on the fly, I'm going to pick the Browns because no, I'm not the Panthers. Oh yeah, this is the game with uh, this is um this is Baker. This is the revenge game. This we get three revenge games this week. You believe that? Because you got you got Flacco going against the Ravens. You've got Baker going against the Browns. And then on Monday, we'll get to that game in a second, you've got fucking um, Seahawks. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, come on, guys. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Thank I you, I Corey. I wasn't to say Russell
1: Simmons. I knew that wasn't Russell, Russell Simmons. Yeah, you've got <laughs> not,
2: you've got not <laughs> Russell Simmons, who's a Bronco now, going against the Seahawks. So you've got three revenge games this week. It's crazy. So, okay, um, obviously I'm going with Panthers because I just think that Baker's a lot better than whoever's playing quarterback. Since uh, the uh, quarterback for the Browns is a uh,
3: we don't talk about him.
2: Yeah. Anyway, go one. Who do you got, Corey? All right, Jocelyn.
4: I'm going Panthers.
2: Good choice, Corey. or right, Andrew. Panthers. Oh, okay. Panthers.
4: Cool.
3: Everyone's going Panthers.
4: No, I'm <laughs> going
3: How Are oh. you really? Yeah, that's a ballsy decision
4: lift the switch.
2: I feel like no. you're just saying that after everyone said no i not Man.
1: no I was going Browns all along the Browns like, show me the receipts every time they put a new quarterback they win a few games and everybody's like this is the Browns year," and uh-huh. then they turn you're
2: right <laughs> you're so fucking right <laughs> <laughs> alright touche salesman touche alright now we got Colts and Titans oh, I'm sorry Texans one of them T's Colts and Saxons, I went with Colts because they've got Taylor. They've got Jonathan Taylor, not Thomas, and he's the best. So,
4: Yeah, I, I went Colts too.
2: Alright. Andrew? Colts. Fair enough. Justin?
1: Colts. Corey?
2: Colts Stone not cream for me. All right. No one believes in the Texans. Oh. Next up, we got Saints <laughs> at Falcons. I went with the Saints, even though you can you could have went either way. I feel both these teams at the, at the moment. They both got a lot to prove. Um. Again, this is week one. It's essentially any one season at this point. I mean, we can see the team that we have the least expectations for come around to a complete one eighty. And be like the O's here in Baltimore, just come out of from nowhere and just kick ass and take names all on the way up. So, uh, that being said, like I said, I said Saints. I'm going with the Saints on this one. Jocelyn, who you got?
4: I am going with the Saints as well.
2: All right, all right, all right. Andrew, you going with your boys? I know no you're a calling My boys are Saints. All right. Justin,
1: Saints. Yeah, Saints
2: just a better organization. Yeah, I just realized something. something. We're all from Baltimore. We all have different favorite teams.
4: Joshua doesn't. Do we really?
2: She's a Baltimore fan. That's her team.
4: Who do you guys like?
2: I'm the Chiefs. I
4: mean, I know you're the Chiefs. Corey's a Patriots
2: fan. Andrew's a Saints fan. Justin, I feel like you're someone else, not the Ravens. Nah,
1: I'm a, I'm a Ravens guy. Oh, really you are. Them. Okay, yeah, I, I, really I take that.
2: Them. Well, then, okay.
4: Well, take that. Majority rules.
1: <laughs>
2: but it's not majority, <laughs> dumbass. We still, we still we still three to two.
3: Oh uh, Doyle rules. Well,
4: exactly. I mean, do the math. Sit yeah, your ass you all, down. But what I meant is, we're you moving on to
2: team. your Ravens <laughs> at yeah. the Jets with Mr. Joe Flacco. I went with Ravens. I'm,
4: I mean, obviously, I'm going Ravens. I could but...
2: not pick Joe Flacco. I'm sorry.
4: Oh. Uh, <laughs> I still have... Oh, man. I... now.
2: Shut up, he, Jocelyn. It's the Ravens. He,
4: no, Joe Joe got screwed. Come on. They did him dirty.
2: Oh, they did. They did. But you he did, wasn't what? doing himself Wait, any what? favors. He yeah. sucked. He sucked. He wasn't... No, doing, they, they did
4: him dirty. They didn't do himself did. any
2: favors. He sucked and he was in he a bad sucked. position.
4: Hmm.
3: Okay. He fought for that fucking paycheck, and then he got that paycheck, and then just shit the bed
2: afterward. He made bank on them fucking McDonald's commercials after he won the Super Bowl with them fucking... What were they promoting? Them fucking wings, the McWings. That's I'm right. I'm not a
3: fan of Pam or Chris Davis, honestly, because of those paychecks.
2: While you're talking, Andrew, give me your pick. Ravens.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love you. Justin...
1: Uh, nothing but respect for Flacco and what he did here. Um, I think it came down to an injury with him. I don't think he was ever the same after he hurt his leg. Um, having said all that, I'm going Ravens. All right, Corey?
5: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it has to be Ravens. I mean, it could be the fucking Toledo Mudhounds versus the Jets. <laughs> I would pick the Toledo Mudhounds. The Jets are a fucking mess.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, speaking of shit shows, we got the next up. Uh, <laughs> we got the Jags at the Commanders. So, uh, yeah, I went with uh, Jags because I'm going all in on Trevor Lawrence this season. Let it be known, gentlemen and lady. I'm going all in on Mr. Trevor Lawrence. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I have him drafted in my uh, fantasy league. And uh, I'm stuck with him. Nothing to do with (laughs) that at all. But I'm all in on him cuz he's going to do <laughs> some good things this season, right? Cuz fucking Urban Meyer's no longer there and yeah. So that being said, Jags.
4: And I am going Jags just because Washington doesn't know how to name a team. So
2: <laughs> All right. Andrew. That's what I'm at. And I'm not because of teen. the fact that they're a bunch of misogynists <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> We're the two teams, you
4: said
3: it was Jacksonville and the Commanders. Let me flip a coin.
2: Jack, the, yeah, hypo- the hypothetical
3: ours. coin says the Commanders. All right. Even though I don't, don't really weirdo. have any choice to be made in this,
2: you had every choice in the world, Justin.
3: Getting, I didn't flip no coin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for that.
3: I don't think
5: anybody actually thought you did, Andrew. Keep clarifying <laughs> 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 that, Andrew. You got <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this, this was a, a hypothetical. I'm not really flipping a coin, but I could have flipped one for this one too. <laughs> I'm going Commanders just because new name. They're going to come out and win their inaugural game. Um, they're playing arguably the worst team in the league, so why not?
2: No, that's Detroit. We'll get yeah, that in I mean, a second. They're,
1: they're, they're bottom of the. Page. They might not be the worst, but they're in
2: Low tier. So. I got you. All right, Corey, let's wrap this up. Who you got?
5: Uh, Commanders. I mean, I feel like uh, this could be a battle for like the fucking shittiest team. It's like if we're not (laughs) last, guys, we're not (laughs) last. We won. We're
1: not the worst.
2: That's right. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Then the Packers and Vikings. Or Packers at Vikings, rather. Um, I went Packers because Aaron Rodgers. I don't fucking bet against him ever. So
4: yeah, I went with Packers as well.
2: Yeah, to clarify that, I not because I'm a fan of his or I'm scared of him. It's just the fact that he always seems to come back and bite me in the ass when I bet against him. So for that matters, I just say, fuck it, Rodgers, two-time MVP in a row. Cool, man. You, you, you oh, got yeah. this one.
4: I mean, he's definitely good. He's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah he, a force to be reckoned with.
2: And, and again, it has nothing to do with the fact that I drafted him in my fantasy league as my backup quarterback. Nothing to do with that at all. Uh, Andrew, who do you got?
1: I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers.
2: All right. Justin?
1: Yeah, same here. Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. He's got a chip on his shoulder, too. He was on uh, Rogan like a week or so ago just talking about how of course he had a the over, uh, over all the COVID the, the vaccination stuff. So he's coming into the league with something to prove. So I, I might be betting on him every week. All right. Yeah,
5: despite his crazy vaccination shit, I'll pick uh, A-Rodge and the Packers.
2: No love for the Vikings. Sorry, guys. Alright, Giants at Titans. I got Titans for this one because fuck the Giants, that's why.
4: And I went Titans too.
2: Uh, tighten up, as they say down in Tennessee. Andrew,
3: I'm going not the Giants.
2: All right, Justin. I'm going Giants. All right, you gotta be that guy. I respect it. Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Saquon Titans for me. What'd you say, Justin?
1: Got Saquon back. He's gonna come back with something to prove.
2: Yeah, he's gonna pull a Hammy the fucking second (laughs) quarter. (laughs) That's what he's gonna do. Uh, Raiders at Chargers this was a tight one because I hate both teams but they're both really good so I went and said Chargers I picked Chargers I think Chargers are going to be I think they got a lot to prove this season I think they're going to go far they might even give my guys a run for their money so yeah um, Chargers for me Joss
4: I also went Chargers I feel like we have like the same damn list It's
2: weird. (laughs) <laughs> Andrew. Chargers. Alright. Justin.
1: This was another tough one, but I'm going Las Vegas on this one. Alright, man. Cool.
2: Someone's gotta. Corey?
5: Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders because anytime I pick the Chargers, they shit the best. So <laughs> going with the other side.
2: Alright, nothing wrong with that. Next up, final game of the Sunday afternoon bracket, and that is Chiefs at Cardinals. Chiefs are visiting Arizona on opening day. Um, I mean, I'm never gonna bet against my guys, so I got the Chiefs, of course, KC all the way. I've got them winning the whole fucking enchilada. Jocelyn, who do you got?
4: Um, I went Cardinals.
2: Why? It's
4: like I'm kidding. I, I going to say, went Chiefs. I, explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I totally seriously. Went Chiefs. I just know that you're a favorite, and I just want to fuck with you.
2: Yeah, so, all right, I respect that. You
4: I don't think they're gonna win. Angela much less
1: whole ones, but I think the Chiefs are gonna win. You. Yeah.
2: Enchiladas. <laughs> <It's> all right, <laughs> Justin.
1: Yeah, I went Chiefs, and I'm hoping they do well because I just uh, drafted Mahomes as my quarterback <laughs> for my family. He's
2: Literally. my, qu- he's my quarterback, and I got Aaron as my as his backup.
1: That's my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good.
2: But yeah, I want them to do well, so Chiefs hey, all the way. Right on. Corey? Hey, I got to pick the chefs. All right. I need to see things my way. Thanks, brother. All right, let's go to the Sunday Night Game. We got the Bucks at the Cowboys. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I, I just said nothing. Just an awkward pause. So, yeah, Bucks at Cowboys. I got the Bucks taking this one because Brady I don't know <laughs> as much as I fucking hate him I just I, he's another one I don't bet against
4: and I too pick the Bucks
2: and also fuck the Cowboys yeah I said it <laughs> <laughs> Andrew
3: I'm gonna go Cowboys because fuck the Bucks
2: alright Justin Bucks Corey We know. we, we know Corey yeah
5: Gotta go, Bucks. even though I fucking hate those Hurts commercials. The Brady's always in. They're, like, the worst fucking things I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> Alright, we can move on then to the last game of the week, and that is Monday night's game. The Broncos at the Seahawks. Little revenge on Russell Wilson's mind. Not Russell Simmons. Russell Wilson. <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> Because Gino fucking Smith is not winning this, I've got the Broncos for all the right reasons. Jocelyn.
4: I definitely have the Broncos too.
2: All right. Core. Or uh, Andrew.
3: Who does Gino Smith play for?
2: The Seahawks. I'm going <laughs> to go
3: with the opposition.
2: All right. Anyone but Gino. Justin. Broncos. Corey.
5: I'm going Broncos, and I think uh, Russell Wilson, this is like, either he's going to fucking light it up, or it's going to be a fucking train wreck, so I'm interested to see what it's going to be.
2: Basically the same way every fucking game of his goes. It's either good, or really fucking bad.
5: Like, he's either going to be on fire, he's going to press too hard and have like fucking four picks by the second quarter, <laughs> so I'm intrigued to see.
2: Alright. That's fun. We're going to do that every week for the rest of the season. So uh, And I'll keep it after the episode, or after the, the movie conversation, so if you want to skip past it, then uh, you're more than welcome to. But if you're a football fan, then please join in on the fun. Anyway, in case you're craving more film effect content, we've got a never-running collection of back episodes that updates each and every week. You can check that out wherever you listen to podcast. Duh. This week we got Back to School Month kicking off with an episode on The Breakfast Club that good episode really check, and I'm not just saying that you know I, I thought that was a really good episode filled with really good in-depth down-to-earth conversations uh, between myself and Corey so uh, yeah check it out please Uh next week back to school month continues with an episode on the cult classic Heathers which again another one I'm excited for I'm actually excited for all of these selections coming up if you haven't noticed uh, but yeah, Heather's. Um, oddly enough, it's a film that you wouldn't expect a film like Heather's to be something that I myself grew up watching. Like even when like I was six or seven, or well, yeah, at that time. But uh, yeah, and I got a funny story about that that uh, you'll just have to listen to uh, check out. And yeah, other than that, once more, follow us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok and youtube pick up some merch it's almost hoodie season so you can grab yourself a film effect hoodie available in all various designs and sizes and yeah any final words before we depart
1: how was the week everybody
2: there it is
5: just excited for fall man it's it's right around the corner football starting i'm pumped halloween here we
2: come. Oh, buckle up. Can't fucking wait. All right. Well, as always, thanks again for checking out another episode of FewerCast. Until next week, I'm Ed.
1: I'm Jocelyn. I'm Andrew. I'm Justin.
2: And I'm definitely Corey. And this has definitely been another edition of Fewer cast the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Take care now. Bye-bye.
3: As to what as to go.
0: Bye. Yeah, but tell me something, what's the charge? Possession of a concealed weapon and disturbing the peace. Disturbing the peace? I got thrown out of a window! What's the fucking charge for getting pushed out of a moving car, huh? Jaywalking?